welcome to the My New Life message with Mac McDonald. As a former member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or formerly known as Mormon, Mac converted to Christianity on September 29, 2020, and it has since changed his life. With a love and passion for his LDS friends and the LDS people, Mac's heart is inspired to open the eyes and ears to those friends and members and lead them to the Word of God found only in the Bible. Salvation is only given through Jesus Christ, and it is Mac's passion to lead members and friends to Christ and His road to salvation. Welcome everyone to My New Life. My name is Mac McDonald. Today's message, Are You Ready? I wanted to start off by thanking everyone for the wonderful responses I've had to this. Uh, it's been amazing, and I am truly thankful for those of you that took the time to respond with your kindness, telling me where you're at in the LDS church, uh, some Christian friends that have made some really wonderful comments, and I just want them all, you all to know how much I appreciate it. Uh, it means so much to me. Uh, I've heard from, like I said, fellow Christians, from people that were once LDS and have now left the faith and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I, I'm so happy to hear that. I've, I've heard from LDS believers that are thankful for this message and thankful for the format they still believe but they encourage me and are thankful that I'm I'm giving this message, which I I'm thankful for them as well. Um, a lot of doubters of the LDS faith as well uh, responded, and to them, don't give up. You know, uh, I'm, I'm I'm this message is for you. If you're listening to this, anybody is listening to this. The Lord is directing you for a reason. Everything in life happens for a reason. He will always lead you and guide you to truth. Whether you accept it or not, that is your decision. That's part of your agency. But he will always make, take steps in your life to move you in the direction towards truth. There's people that have um, currently in the church or left the church that were are, are, are doubters of God. And again, don't give up. Don't give up on, on your Father in Heaven. He loves you. He wants you back. There is a path, and hopefully you will continue down that. I know this is really difficult for some people because I know LDS leaders and faithful members of the church will tell you to stay away from messages like mine. To They call it anti-Mormonism. And... I've been unfollowed already. I've been blocked on social media. And uh, the old me was, you know, raring to come out and say, you know, to get in contact with them and let them know how wrong they are. But that's the old me. I'm not that person anymore. I, I truly love my fellow man. And my heart is full of the Holy Spirit. And when I... If, if you don't want to hear the message, I still pray for you. You know, I, 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 I hope that someday you will open your eyes. I hope 
someday that you will soften your heart. I pray every day for salvation for my friends, my family members, my former, my, my LDS friends that are still in the church, all of you. Uh, even if I don't know you personally, you're still con- my friend. I, I once was with you. I was once in, in 100% in your beliefs. And I truly love you and, and a concern for you and concern for your soul. After accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, uh, my wife and I had a thirst for knowledge that was just seemed unquenchable. Uh, we, we just couldn't get enough of, of learning about, about God through the Bible. And we met it's, as often as possible, tried to meet every week with my pastor to study and to hear more uh, f- from the Bible and from about Christ and salvation and, and about the things that we take in the old things that we used to believe and understanding that th- those weren't true and letting go of those beliefs and letting go of those views. At, at the time, it seemed almost insurmountable for us to, to let go of all these former thoughts that we used to have and ways of thinking regarding works and the Godhead and um, the Holy Spirit, you know, the Bible, everything. It, this was all new to us. And understanding what God's grace truly is and, and how it affects your life and your in, in and turning away from the old you that it was it it was such a a growing learning process and i can't thank my pastor enough for spending the time for with me and my wife to teach us like <laughs> first graders if you know, almost to, to learn everything baby steps about the word of god early in about two th- it was 2022 Early in the year, January or February, I had had a rough night sleeping, and it wasn't so much that something that was bad going on in my life. I just I couldn't get, I couldn't rest, and I I kept every morning I wake up I read the Bible, and that's the start of my daily routine. Of course, I say my prayers, I read I read the Bible, and I just I can't get enough of it. But this night I just I had this desire to to get up and stop trying to sleep and, and get up and start start reading. And so I did. I got up earlier than I normally do. I think I was up at like 4.30 that morning in my office down here, said my prayers, and I opened up my, I have an iPad that has my King James Version of the Bible, and to the right of it is a commentary that I like to use when I don't understand something that it kind of brings uh, deeper meaning into of those words into me in, into my heart and so I started to read but I was I would had been studying Matthew the gospel of Matthew and as I was going through it I kind of lost my place because what happens is sometimes I get studying so much so that I I cross-reference back and forth and I end up in other books and then I go about my normal daily routine of, of work and things of that nature. And, and I'd just forgotten where I'd left off. And so I opened it up, but I kept passing past the 10th chapter. And almost every time, and you know, it just, 
something was touching me to say, no, this is where I want you to start today. This is where I want you to begin your 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 reading. And those that understand, you know, I know a little bit about as far as the, the book of Matthew, that in Matthew chapter 10 is where Christ calls the apostles to their discipleship. He tells them, don't take purse, don't take script, don't take anything with you. Um, just proclaim my word. The Holy Spirit will provide. I, I need you to get out there. It's going to be tough. And, and, he, and he explains all of the, the perils and things that they're going to go through. And this is where he calls the disciples to the work. And I knew, and I knew right away what my inspiration had been because as I've been talking to my pastor over the, the, the previous months and weeks, every discussion we seemed to have was like, I kept explaining to them that, that I had this desire to go out and talk to people and talk to my friends and talk to my family members. And this was the moment. This is what God was calling me to do. This is how my new life started. And initially this message was going to be about some of the doctrines of, of the LDS church, but I just thought it was important to take a step back and let you know, you know, why I was called to do this and how that happened and, and how that transpired. I was very humbled at the time only because I, I was scared. I knew I was going to lose friends. I knew people already looked at me differently and now they're going to say, Oh, here comes, you know, here comes, you know, Mr. Preachy Mac, you know, and I would perhaps lose friends, lose family members that would be upset with me. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go through that, but I knew the Lord was calling me for this. And I think the reason why I believe the reason why is because I can identify with every type of Latter-day Saint. I was once like you. I was the devout, even chastising Latter-day Saint that looked down on those that would deny the church and deny the doctrine. I stayed away from those people that, that, that preach what I thought was anti-Mormonism. I stayed away from anything that was anti-Mormonism, just like my leaders had told me to do. And, you know, they say when you leave the church, it's it's so funny, even back when I was in the church, people that would leave, they would we would always say, oh, you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. And as a believer, yeah, this is, you know... It, you feel this way, but once you find out that the church isn't true and that the people that you loved dearly were not honest with you, and so sometimes to the point of, of actually changing things and changing the past and changing the story, you become irritated and, and, and beyond irritated, angry. And you become even more of a sinner because you're so bitter. You're so angry. You're so upset. So, of course, you can't leave it alone. You you, you want to just shout out and scream out and say, you know, why? You know, ridiculous. Why did you do this to us? Why did you, why were you lying to us? Why were you dishonest? And, and you almost go off the deep end, you know, and, and become even a, a terrible, terrible sinner which is something that I had done. I can identify with these people that, that find out that wake up that morning and they, they find out that all their doubts were more than just doubts. They were realities. They were, they were truths that the church wasn't true. But likewise, 
when you accept Christ and you understand that you were a sinner even at your best as a Latter-day Saint, even at my, my, where I felt like I was ready to go to the other side if needed, you know, to die, I, I, I realized back then I would have died my sins. And once you realize that, once you realize that you were never worthy to be in the presence of God because you hadn't turned your life around and accepted him and his word and repented of your sins and, and, and sought that salvation that, that's, that's only through Jesus Christ. And once you realize that, again, you can't leave the church alone because you, those are your friends. Those are your family members. Those are the people you love. You think about them all the time. You think about they're going to die in their sins. And of course, yeah, they're going to mock you, but you still love them. You want to do whatever it takes to change them, to open their eyes, to say, to not be Mr. Anti-Mormon, not to be what you, what you know would turn you away, but to plead with them to open up the Bible, open up the Word of God, understand that God is real. Yes, the church teaches that there is a God. Well, you, it there is a God. And there is salvation only through Him. Only through Him and His Word. I read Matthew. Uh, I want to read Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 40. Um, this really hit me the most, and it was my biggest fear, but also my biggest comfort after reading it that day. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I am come not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not the cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. It was meant that I read that passage that day. And to tell my story to my friends. And to spread my message that salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. To not worry about those that don't want to hear me. Those that will not want to even talk to me anymore. Even be my friend anymore. Family members. People like that, that won't want to have anything to do with me because of my message. I... I still will pray for you, but I can't worry about those things. I have to worry about those that are seeking out 
truth. And that's what God's asked me to do. I laid the foundation in the first messages when I talked about the Holy Spirit and helping people that are in the transition in the church, that are doubting the church. It was to send you a message that the Holy Spirit is real. It enters your heart. But but listen to that message. Listen to the context of it, because that's from a, a former Latter-day Saint that was describing those feelings he got that he thought were the, were the Holy Spirit, but later found out that it wasn't the Holy Spirit. There's also a message I just gave on the Bible. It, it, yes, it's long. It's probably one of my longest messages on there. But it's important for you to understand that is the Word of God, and that is what I'm going to be talking about in all these messages. His Word, His preaching to us, so that we understand that. There's so many in the church today that don't believe. And they're sitting there in your, in, in your wards, in your stakes, and you would never know that because they, they sit there and they're too scared to say anything. They're too scared to lose their family, their friends, everything. And be honest and say, I don't believe this anymore. I know it's not true. They, they, they know what everybody will do. They'll, they'll jump to them and, and, and do everything they can to save them. But once they see they're gone, then they just turn their backs on them and walk away. And, and this will happen. And I can't guarantee that those of you that are worried about that, I can't guarantee that it won't happen because it probably will happen. There are some of those that come back when they doubt. They, they, even though they don't believe anymore, they still come back. Because they were, we were all taught that there is a God, that he's real, and that he does love us. But unfortunately, we don't they don't pursue the truth. They don't continue down the road of, of salvation and looking at the word of God to understand that it's his word in the Bible. And they go back to their comfort zone of the church. I remember the first time I went to a Christian church, uh, it, it was, it was learning. I was learning, you know, at this time, you know, God directs us for a reason in life. And my daughter had accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yeah, she was worried about her family as far as how they would perceive, but her salvation was far more important. And she invited us to her church uh, Christmas program. And this was before my wife and I had accepted Christ. And every time they sang, they stand up. And I looked at my daughter, and she looked at me and smiled, you know, realizing this is how people praise God, Dad. And I just couldn't get used to it. This was the new truth. This was out of my comfort zone. During the, man, the, 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 the pastor's sermon, people would be saying, Amen, praise God, you know, praise the Lord lifting their hands up in the air sometimes while singing. And this was all different to me. But this was truth. I just wasn't used to it. Nothing in the Bible says that we shouldn't praise God and, 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 and speak from our heart. That's a truth that we know. And as I continued going, I understood more now 
about how God works, how he moves in our hearts. And some people react differently to it. But yes, getting up, standing up and singing, it's praising God. And as a Latter-day Saint, being so conservative, I just wasn't used to this. But did that again, did that mean it wasn't true or truth? Well, no, not at all. It just means I wasn't used to it. It was out of my comfort zone. The question is, what is truth? And truth is eternal, non-conflicting, and non-contradictory. If it contradicts God's word, then it isn't his word. And it's not truth. He will never contradict himself. I want to read in Revelations 22, 18 through 19. It, and, and this is all concerning, you know, additional doctrine, adding to the Bible, adding to God's word. Revelations 22, 18 through 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Also speaking in, in, in 1 Peter Chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that, the Lord is gracious. The word of God is in the Bible. It is his word. It should never be added to. It should never be. We can, we can take in, taking people's prophecies and adding to those prophecies, making your own religion, so to speak. I read in Deuteronomy 4, 1 through 4. Now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you. For to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor. For all the men that followed Balpeor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye did cleave unto the Lord your God, are alive every one of you this day. This was way back when, right before the, the Israelites inherited the land of prom, the promised land. This is the in Deuteronomy of, the, of what's known as the Torah or the Pentateuch. Um, it's, it's those first five five books in the Bible. And even then, way back then, God's telling, don't add to my word. Don't add to it. Just as God breathed life into Adam and Eve, he breathed life into the word of God. It is his word, his truth, and written by his Holy Spirit. 
you have to understand that everything in there is inspired. And that's why I ask you to go back and, and, and listen to this, what I wrote, uh, what I said about the Bible. There is no doubt that the Bible is the Word of God. There is no doubt that it's truth. It's not allegory. It's not written metaphorically or, or as an example or as a good idea. No, it is the Word of God through his apostles, through his prophets, through his disciples. What is in there is for you, for your salvation. And you need to understand that. You need to follow that and you need to obey that. God is not a God of confusion. He wouldn't have multiple churches and everybody in the LDS church tells me all that tells us all the time that, oh, well, there's thousands of different churches. Yes, but salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. And just because you go to church doesn't mean you're saved. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, turning away from the old you, the sinner, the person that recognizes that you are not worthy to be in the presence of God until you accept Jesus Christ, follow him, put him first in your life and walk that path. That is the only way to salvation. I encourage you to listen to those messages, the life story. There's a, a message in there called the good person test. It's the one that I, I go over and I, and I apply the good person test to Joseph Smith. What the good person test is, is basically you have to acknowledge that you're a sinner. You have to understand that you are in sin. You have to humble yourself before God and realize that you're not worthy to be in his presence. And that's exactly what the good person test is. I apply it to Joseph Smith, but ask yourself. If you died today, where would you go? If the answer's not back with your Father in heaven, then you're going to die in your sins. If you're not willing to turn away from the old person, and even as the most devout Latter-day Saint, you're still a sinner. We are born into a corrupt world with a corrupt mind, a singular mind, a selfish mind and not worthy to be back in the presence of God. Sin is all around us. You can't avoid it. You can't help but putting other things before God. If you think of all the commandments, you have to change your ways. You have to turn away from that and put God first in all your life decisions, in everything that you do. For salvation at that time you'll receive the Holy Spirit and it will truly change your life the next discussion will be regarding the doctrine of the LDS Church not going into the details of it but it's part two it's one that I worked on uh, back and forth with my pastor it took me a couple takes to get it but uh, I think it's a message that a lot of people need to hear right now in the church, both believing members and members that are starting to doubt or those that have left. I hope it's one that you'll listen to and uh, enjoy. It's also called Are You Ready? So uh, I guess we'll call it Are You Ready Part 2.
Thanks for listening today and hope that these words and points that I brought up resonate with you and touch your heart. If you're interested in learning about salvation, again, send me an email, mac at newlifecasagrande.com. I would love to take that walk with you through the Bible in seeking your salvation. Until then, thank you for listening and have a very, very blessed day. Thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, or if you would like to meet with Mac McDonald, send your request to mac at newlifecasagran.com. Again, thank you for listening to today's message. 